You did this shit on purpose. That's the only thing I can think is really going on here. You did the shit on purpose. Where are you going now, David? The Great Dive Podcast is hosted by your buddies, James and Brando. On the verge of losing control, I was thoroughly frightened. Air! I had to have air! Well, true as the weather starts to drop locally, we enter a new time for a new character of diver, certainly. The real divers. <laughs> yeah, the the hardcore that like don't like to be slowed down by the weather. This you, is home, you dive yeah. you dive at home. You know, not everybody's a billionaire that can jet set out to the Caribbean every other weekend if you want to dive often you're gonna to have to go cold you're gonna to have to go jump in some of this 40 degree water well because 40 degree water is that's uh that's a real temp it's cold 40 and degrees, it's, yes. 40 degrees Fahrenheit or basically four or five degrees Celsius for your local home temperature that's no joke that's for the water not the air Air is uh, usually yeah, a little water colder, but yeah. yeah. I, mean, the, I mean, we're just starting too, though. I, I shouldn't like jump the gun, but it's dropped right now. It's forty-eight out. They said. So. Yeah, but Great Lakes. I mean, if you're a hundred feet or more in the Great Lakes, it's, well, yeah. it's forty degrees. It doesn't matter if it's right. May, August, or right. October. But you, you bop down there, you do your thing, and then as you're coming up, you get that nice, you know. Yeah, uh, it is nice having the warm in, up. Uh, yeah, you jump of, in of that. Tub. Yeah, yeah. You look at the majority of the people around the world look at 60 degrees Fahrenheit oh, yeah. as a cold temperature. Well, that's what I mean. 50? Yeah. We closed down diving, you know, 10 degrees ago. <laughs> what are you talking about? Exactly. Yeah, but it is it is funny to, to hear the differences of cold water throughout the world. Mm-hmm. What they consider cold. Yeah. What we consider cold. That's what I mean. It's the... I remember the, the, the first dives. time I went down to Cozumel back in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Dive Master was wearing a one-piece seven-mil suit. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you wearing a seven down here? Yeah. He's like, oh, man. Well, that's man. what you do now, though, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? <laughs> <laughs> vest. Well, yeah, because I'll go down to West Palm all the, you know, I used to go quite a bit, and uh, I, would, I would show up with a three-mil. Sometimes just my shirt and swim trunks, you know. And I was wearing my dry suit. Last yeah, time. I know, and that's how you go. I'm like, oh, it's still seventy some odd degrees in that water. Anyway, so hey, welcome back to the Great Dive Podcast, everybody. You're here with old Jamesy, old Jamesy, and old Brando. We keep thinking we, we're going to make up some snappy, really catchy little intro that's going to take off right. like Ed McMahon. Right. Got to be right. Although nobody listening remembers Ed McMahon, or very few people. You remember Ed? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, of course I do. Here's Johnny. 
right? Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. You can't, you can't forget that. I mean, it, was, it permeated yes. pop culture. We have nothing. We have, oh, James <laughs> and Homer and a couple of old guys talking to Scuba. Well, last week we were talking about taking responsibility. Yeah. Did and, anybody uh, take that to world, heart, you think? And the world of, we got, yeah. a, we got a bunch of emails and comments about Old men in their socks on their lawn saying, get off my lawn. No, about socks and really, sandals, I should say. Really uh, taking the right to heart that, that yeah. episode. Good. And we were making jokes about, uh, you know, wife killing Jamesy and, uh, mm-hmm. last week. And I said that we'd get back to more bad men this week, you know, in retaliation. <laughs> but I, I think we're going to keep on the topic of the uh, arrogant world of tap dancing, cheerleading. Uh, no, no, we're talking about the world of arrogant husbands, to be specific. Is what I, is what I got. <laughs> Why don't you just say my name? <laughs> Why are you beating around the bush? Just come right out. I can take responsibility. <laughs> All right, so. So is this about responsibility still, or is it just about arrogant? It's just the arrogant man. And we call him arrogant because well, he's like, I'm trying to help you. I'm I'm in trouble now because I was trying to help you, and you're still nagging me. Now, is he really arrogant, or is this like? Well, you know how is uh, this being spun? Let me just let me ask you then. Yeah, as uh, as an arrogant husband. Yes, <laughs> one arrogant husband to another. <laughs> Have you ever like uh, you listened to that nagging, and so you retaliated a little bit, and then a little bit more. A little bit more. Well, and a little bit more, and didn't let it go because it got to hit a nerve, and then you realize later, right, maybe I took it a little too far. I don't know. I still, <laughs> I, I'm more of the I didn't take it far enough. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go the extra mile I should have, and that's because of laws. <laughs> <laughs> well, this article from Skin Diver back in 1988, one of our fan favorites, is uh, the. I learned about diving from that time article series. The 80s, the 80s. Now, I'm not like a super big fan of the 80s. Of course, you know, that was my, I don't want to call it my heyday, but it's when I went from like, you know, 15 to 25 in the 80s kind of thing. Oh, man, that was like. So those are prime, like, yeah, not really, because I was still stuck in the 70s. I was still, I mean, I was still listening to Led Zeppelin and, you know, and. Although Van Halen, their good Come stuff was still from the the late seventies, early eighties. You didn't have a like, crew T shirt. A what T shirt? <laughs> a crew T shirt. What's a crew T shirt? Motley Crew. No, I was never never got into the hair bands. Never, never. I liked Van Halen, but their their old stuff when they oh, came out Van with ha- Jump, Van, dude. Van Halen won. Fifty one fifty. There were a couple no, I songs I, I liked, care any of that shit. but that Jump was to me is when they jumped the shark. Oh yeah, I was yeah. like fuck. They're good stuff, you know, running with the devil and all that that old stuff, eruption, and that was their good stuff to me. Anyway, yeah, the eighties, but they had some good. I learned about diving articles in the eighties, and actually, I liked the. I really well, liked is, diving. That's when I got into diving, and I really liked it. I mean, so this is something that hadn't you, been you taken don't over have there. anymore, right? Is you is blank gone or the well gone are the analysis. days of the periodical. You know, coming right. to coming to the diver to sit around to thumb through and look through and read through and have your little for the most part, yeah. have your little uh, sections of the magazine that you 
would go to each month. Right. I agree. You know, the editorial that, that you like to read because you, you like this guy's perspective, you know, the the little tidbit at the end. The you know, arrogant husband. The arrogant husband. I write the, uh, the arrogant, arrogant husband, husband article. Dear arrogant husband article. <laughs> dear arrogant husband. My wife says, and I'll I'll begin every answer with, first off, <laughs> disregard first what she's... First of all... <laughs> So your magazines now pretty much all come through in just little intros of articles via Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nobody's looking at magazines for the most part. For the most part. There's a couple out there, but yeah. Maybe while you're, you know, sitting at the eye doctor waiting for your uh, exam, you know, you got two hours for your eyes to dilate. Yeah. And they're the same old crap. Yeah. And it's a, you know, months old magazine that's just been sitting there and. But you don't have that anymore. And I th- and Most I think, people have their phones now. And they I don't think, even, they just plug yeah, their faces into their right. phones. But I mean, it's the only place you even see magazines. It's just yes. scattered over the you know the table mm-hmm. at the doctor's or the mm-hmm. dentist's office, you know. And they're still just playing on their phones. Right. And when an article comes, that's what I mean. Like They read through the little description yeah, of the article. It. Okay, done. They, they look at the, the caption. Uh-huh. And maybe and that go, picture, that nondescript <laughs> picture, right, be right, like, right, right, well, there you go. That's what he's talking about. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I was looking at this article about arrogance today. <laughs> what did it say? Well, I didn't read it. I didn't read <laughs> I just, it. I just looked just at it. I'm letting you know just, that I saw an article about divers, exactly. divers' arrogance. And from what I could tell from the title. <laughs> and the nondescript picture. Men are pigs. Men are, <laughs> men are husbands, arrogant Husbands pigs. are arrogant. So, but I think that's a, that's a problem in this world, especially in the diving community. I think... I think the diving community the whole to, story. needs to get back behind like a real publication that you can have in your hand that and, and unite thumb us. through and look through and read and have that maybe would reunite the entire community. Mm. Yeah. You don't think it's going to happen? No. That's a pretty arrogant statement from a husband like you. Well, it's more of a realist. And this is, <laughs> this is what I say. <laughs> it's like, you're jaded. I'm like, I'm not jaded. I'm not a pessimist. I'm a realist. I'm really, really tired of listening <laughs> To this nagging, yes. <laughs> to your everything's roses, and why don't you look at the nice side of things? And I'm like, I I do look at the nice side of things, and and I realize usually it's not an accurate pic, you know, picture or it's an accurate viewpoint. They ignore the realist part of it. Yes. So anyway, there's a couple of wilted leaves on that rose. Thank you. There's thorns, bitch. There's thorns grabbing you in the face and tearing your eyes out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So in the 80s, remember we were back there? (laughs) Back to the 80s. Uh, Skin Diver had an article, The Price of Arrogance. It's a high price. It's a high price to pay, but I'm willing to pay it. And we looked last week about that arrogant husband who came into the dive shop blaming somebody else for his inability to be a good dive buddy in the water with well, his wife. Well, let me just say something here, because you, you describe him as the arrogant husband. Now, first of all, the husband part had nothing. To, he was an arrogant human being. Truth. Okay. Truth. The husband, he just happened to be a husband. With just a couple of wilted leaves on right, that rose. Exactly. And a couple of thorns. And, and he was complaining like, you killed my, almost killed my wife, yo. His wife was almost taken from him. And he's trying to look to blame someone, correct, and not himself for correct. checking. So, but it was I think his arrogance right. and his ignorance right. of himself and his right. equipment and right. the reality of his mm-hmm. knowledge. So, and, and being a husband really wasn't like 
That's what no, I'm saying. That's he what I mean. He's just uh, an arrogant person. Now, could a woman have been this this way? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've, I've, I've waited for you to go. Absolutely I've not. I've had it. Absolutely not. This is a male <laughs> characteristic because we're pigs. I had. A, I'll tell yeah. you. I'll tell you one. Oh, you, nah. you want to hear one? I'll tell you. You just one. made my day. I had a woman come storming into the dive shop with her husband about five steps behind her, oh, head <laughs> head bowed, <laughs> like, oh shit, I gotta do that. I gotta Here do we that. Go again. <laughs> I, I Get my apologizing this. face. She on. is beat red. Yeah, livid on fire. Like she yeah. is like pissed off, storming in. You ki- almost killed my husband. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like hiding, hiding his face in shame. Like, mm-hmm. oh shit! Like, my buddy's at the dive shop. I'll never show <laughs> my face see, here again. See yeah. my wife. I can see my wife like this. She's with me, knowing it's my wife. Can you picture? She is, she is hell bent and determined to get her point across about this. Now, can you, let me can you picture the the like the discussion at home about this? And he's like, "Honey, don't. It's fine. Do not go there." And she's like, shut the fuck up. James Mott is going to pay. <laughs> well, it's, it's like, okay, it could have. James Mott's going to feel my wrath. <laughs> um, Another angry woman in your wake. So she's got his BCD. Yeah. And it's a piece of shit BCD. It's, it's just one of like the, the cheapy model BCs you could get back in uh, the, this was the early 90s. When you say BCD, all that comes to my mind is cheap anyway. Well, you know, well, you know, the. The, yeah, this is why the like, we don't yeah. use typically yeah. the, the pull, pull the dump, dump is a the, failure point. It's yeah. a failure point, yeah. right? Well, she comes storming in because his was stuck open. Okay, now, James, that's your fault, <laughs> damn it. You were down there. I wasn't even down You jammed there. a <laughs> stick in that little OPV and you're like, this thing's going to be open the whole time. Now, so he goes diving, mm-hmm. can't stay inflated because it's, yeah, it's his open. overpressure mm-hmm. relief valve. Like on his pull dump on the right, shoulder, right, the rapid shoulder, exhaust right, of the yeah. shoulder dump keeps Sticking leaking up. gas. He's let's not talk about the fact that he's horribly overweighted, yeah, right? Right, because I mean, if you were and he's pro- vertical in the water, if you were properly so, weighted, yeah, and you had no gas in you your should, BCD, you should still be okay. Yeah. You should still be okay. Mm-hmm. Should still be okay. Mm-hmm. And even if you weren't, you could release enough enough weight right. to transfer that from being uncomfortably negative to mm-hmm. being okay okay on yes. the surface right now if you have a wetsuit on and 38 pounds of lead on one single weight belt <laughs> right? forget about it <laughs> right that's trapped under your bc that you can't get to and release or all in an integrated way bcd let's not even go and get into that discussion because that's you know a 30 minute mm-hmm. discussion we don't need to have right now <laughs> but of all things right no no she came in immediately pissed off that it stuck it was our fault of what we gave him what we sold and that we didn't check enough times to make sure it was okay was stuck open and wasn't really or uh, wasn't holding air in his bcd mm-hmm. and we almost killed her husband aye, aye, aye. and she was gonna sue <laughs> and we should be in jail <laughs> for what we did and, this uh, is the je- this is why the job now, you do. I... Now he came in the next day. Yeah, apologize like, for it. like on his lunch break. Yeah, <laughs> apologize. It's like I'm really sorry, man. She was 
She was pissed. She was out of control. <laughs> I t- tried to tell her that it was probably my own fault. Was she mad like somebody else will have to mow the lawn now? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> She'll have to hire a landscaping company. They had like maybe a handyman around they had the house. A couple house, of or... small kids, you know. Just yeah. you know, he was just a you know a regular shop working guy, not you know like myself, not, yeah. not a big executive making a ton of money. You know, yeah, one income. But he family, still he still provides lives. at yeah, the yeah. house. He still has a role, and this is what I say. You know, my this is where get up, go to work, make yeah. money, and provide for the family. Okay, I'll let you do something fun for yourself. Cut the lawn, fix this. This is, I mean, I give little jabs like, okay, you know, I'm going away diving for the weekend. She's like, okay. And she'll say, uh, please be careful. And, you know, and I'm like, hey, worst case scenario, you have to get the neighbor to open your jars. (laughs) 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 And she gets pissed. (laughs) And and then I'm like, see ya. Love you. Goodbye. Why should get mad at a very, very loving comment like that? Worst case scenario. Hey, the price of arrogance. I was 105 feet beneath the ocean's still surface. The dark, <sighs> the dark shadow filled water registered a chilling 57 degrees Holy Fahrenheit. Wait. How does he survive? <laughs> 57 degrees Fahrenheit. Chilling 57 <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit. On my Let's paint the picture. Let's paint the picture. He's probably like, well, it was actually 61. And the editor's like, not good enough. Not good enough. He goes, 59? Might have been 59. It could have been off a few degrees. Fuck that. 57. 57. And then throw in some adjectives. Chilling. Well, I remember going to see some, some guys out in California. Oh yeah, we're we're gonna be diving SoCal, and yeah. they said on the way oh, out, it's cold. Hey, uh, baby. Just so you know, it's bring bring extra undies. It's cold water out here. Yeah, it's fifty five. Yeah, it's fifty five. Like fifty five? Are you kidding me? I'm in my wetsuit. Yeah, fifty five. I would kill for fifty five. And despite the protection of my wetsuit, I was shivering uncontrollably. It was my third dive to this depth, each for the same purpose: to find my wife's weight belt. She thought she was loosening her tank strap as I helped her into the boat. It was her weight belt instead. It had fallen instantly, disappearing into the gray, murky depths. Yeah, so, you know, I'm sure he's like, I, I know you did that shit on purpose. I know it's what? heavy. I what? get it. I get what? it. But I, 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 you, I just, like, you just dropped. It's like 50 bucks of lead right there. You just dropped because you didn't want to carry it on the boat. Oh, I just loosened my tank, my tank strap. What? How does your tank strap get confused with the weight belt? It's not they're not even it's, they're both they both have the, the, they're both the strap. Be- exactly. Exactly. For once <laughs> in your life, Shirley, tell the goddamn truth. Dave, Dave, it was a simple mistake. <laughs> My whole life has been a simple mistake. <laughs> Give me my goddamn tank. Give me my tank. I'm going what after are you doing? it. I'm going after it. During the first I don't search. care if there's no air in it. <laughs> During the first search, I became increasingly cold and frustrated with Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> then, after checking my pressure gauge and finding it low, I returned to the boat for another tank. We needed that belt. I was determined <laughs> not to let her carelessness ruin our trip. Like she's ruined my whole fucking life, Shirley. Just a weight belt. It's symbolic. It's symbolic of every fucking thing we do. She sabotages it. 
She ambushes it. She just makes it a big pile of shit. Thank you, Shirley. Okay, I think think I've had enough of Shirley. (laughs) Oh, man. (coughs) Upon surfacing, I indignantly refused help getting onto the boat. Get your fucking hands off of me. You going to take my weight belt and chuck it over too? Why don't you just take a knife and stab me in the chest? Stop it. God damn it, Shirley. You knew, you knew this was going to happen. David, I'm just trying to help. You want to help? You really want to (laughs) help? I also made certain she saw I was able to tell the difference between my buckles. (laughs) Do you see that? One's on the back of my back. And one's here on my waist. The front. Notice. Notice it's... I understand in your world, it's easy to confuse those. David Spencer Jackson! (laughs) It was a very simple mistake. You didn't want to come. Why don't you stay home? I don't need this. This is what happens when you mix the two worlds. I tell I've told you this before. There followed several minutes of mutual brooding while I rested. When asked if we were leaving, I'd snapped back that we would leave when I found the belt that oh, she lost. <laughs> he didn't say it like that. You know how he said it. Well, fucking leave when I find that goddamn belt. David... David, when are we leaving? It's getting cold out here. The waves are picking up. It's 57 degrees, you know. It's 61, Shirley. Why don't you just stay at your desk editing for Skin Diver Magazine, putting in your lies? (laughs) Typical. We argued again when I put on her half-full tank. Why? I demanded to know. She had signaled to come up so soon. We're getting down to the real truth of this, aren't we? Maybe I enjoyed diving in cold, deep, dirty water, she said angrily, but she didn't. And if she hadn't been so mad at me for insisting that we dive here, she would have been able to pay more attention to what she was doing and wouldn't have made such a stupid mistake. So ultimately, this is his fault. Well, I wanted to go (laughs) to Grand Cayman. (laughs) I wanted you, to marry a nice woman, surely. You like in the cold, dark water. <laughs> I told you I wanted the clear, warm, pretty water. I wanted a wife who knew how to dive. David! Dive well. I wanted a wife who didn't confuse her tank strap with her weight belt and doesn't lie about it. I wanted a, li- a real life. What happened? <laughs> This whole this whole die they're getting a divorce over this. Okay. <clears throat> I paused and almost apologized. <laughs> he almost fell and went and apologized. But we did need that belt. I jumped over the side without saying anything and went down to continue the search. <laughs> That's a lie. Here's what he's at least it's quiet down there. At least was, that voice of yours. That screeching. No, 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 no. He's, 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 he's feeling bad now. He says right here, he says, I was embarrassed. I knew this I was the wrong. Editor. This is surely editing. I knew I was wrong, but I didn't want to admit it. Things would be different when I found the belt. How was he wrong? <laughs> How is he wrong? Where does she take some responsibility and say, honey, I really don't like diving in those conditions. It's cold, 
I don't like when I can't see it. My wife has said that to me. I'm like, fine. Now, however, I was down for the third time. The cold had thoroughly penetrated my body and mind. It had narrowed my attention and dulled my sensitivity. I was not aware of the gradual increase in the difficulty of my breathing, nor did I notice the echoing ring of my emptying tank. My, I guess my other thing is, so he's going to go find that way about, he's going to have a tough time getting it up, I would imagine. Right. I mean, Maybe. unless it's a, a reasonable amount of weight, which... Well, so they're diving knows. cold water. Yeah. They're diving seven mil suits. Suit, so it's going right. to be a chunk now, we of don't change know if it's, We don't know if it's fresh or salt water mm-hmm. officially, but um, it's going to be at least a 20-pound weight belt, I would oh, imagine. Yeah. At least. So that's, he's got to, you know, compensate for be, that somehow. So that's going to be work. So he'll up. let go of his weight belt to bring hers out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, three dives back to back to back, mm-hmm. 100 feet, cold water, wet, wet in between, stressed out. And I'm sure he's angry, going up, they're free, bouncing, breathing, you know, just, boom, oh, boom, boom. Yeah. You know, uh, huffing and puffing. No safety stops. No, not back in these days. Yeah. And how, that, so he, He's doing the, these dives. They don't say his bottom times for any of those dives, do they? No, they're not saying the bottom time. Mm-hmm. But if he's going through whole tanks, I would imagine at 100 feet, it's 20 minutes plus each dive. 88. He could have like one of those little basic orca computers, you know, oceanic computers. So he's just okay. running his running his computer. I doubt he's doing dive tables in between dives. Yeah. Right. In the middle of this this arguing. Right. David, are you going down again? <laughs> I got to just, David, I need a David, second. what are you doing? What are I'm you doing? I'm trying Let's just to go. save my marriage. Surely I'm trying to find my damn pressure group, Shirley. You remember what this is? Are it's you, called diving. You're going down again? <laughs> yes, I'm going down. Wheat belts don't grow on trees, Shirley. <laughs> now, now, breathing required a physical effort. And the tank rang with the intensity of a cathedral bell. Reflexively, I reached back to activate my reserve. I took hold of the rod and pulled down. Oops, it was already <laughs> down, wasn't it? It didn't move. <laughs> Go figure. I pulled harder. What could be causing it to stick? I tightened my grip and jerked hard. Still nothing. I was so cold. My gloved hand was slipping on the rod, and I couldn't feel it. Awkwardly, I pulled my glove off not noticing that it drifted away. I took hold of the rod again, and for good measure, I hooked my finger into the loop on the end. I confidently pulled down. Nothing. I pulled again. Harder. Nothing. It wouldn't move. It doesn't even occur to him like, oh, I started it in my confusion and anger and my zeal to escape the boat. I just left with my uh, reserve pulled down. Yeah, so for all uh, you relatively new divers of the last couple of decades, what he's referring to is the J-valve on his tank valve, which was like an old uh, reserve amount of, uh, of about 500 PSI in the bottle that when the tank started getting hard to breathe and uh, what he's talking about, that uh, that, that echoing ring of his tank right. emptying out uh, was the trigger to reach back and... Pull that little switch behind you. Yeah, that which, little lever. Yeah, whatever so you yeah, want to so call it. Yeah, it's a little lever yeah, so the, switch in the tank The lever was itself. up on the top of the valve, right. mm-hmm. uh, but there was a rod, a rod that went down the length of the tank so that you could just reach kind of just behind, behind your back. The bottom of your tank, Stick yeah. Stick your thumb in that little loop and pull down, and that would open up the valve, and it would give you that extra 500 yeah. PSI of reserve. 
so you could you could bolt to the surface. Unless, of course, you started, <laughs> you started with it down already. And that was our that was also you know that was the downside of those valves. This this isn't like uncommon. This is probably I don't want to say it's more common than than not, but it's pretty common. Pretty but, common. Whoops! Didn't check it. Forgot to, or it got bumped. You didn't I know. would say it's just as common as seeing somebody diving at the quarry, getting all the way into the water. With their tank on backwards? Wait, with their tank on backwards, <laughs> yes. Exactly. Well, they get all the way to the water, forgot my fins. Oh, <laughs> I got to walk all the way back to the car with all my gear. I'd like to up. say I'm not guilty of that. Right, but right. Yeah. right. So <laughs> it's, it's not common, but it happens. It does happen, yeah. Every single weekend you go to the quarry, you're going to see well, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, Goofy. Uh, People are human. Uh, somebody with their mask on their forehead right. getting into the water, and then they go, oh, my God, I can't find my mask. Mm-hmm. I can't find my mask. Where's my mask? I lost my mask. I uh, left it at the car, and they walk all the way back to the car, and they re- realize it. Right. Oh, it's on my forehead. should also p- point out, uh, this is pre-SPG days where this this J-valve came about. It was, it was before they started having a uh, submersible pressure gauge. So so that's how they kind of well, yeah, it went from, gauged gas. Yeah, it went from... J valve reserve to why don't we just know what we have exactly get a pre- get a pressure gauge you can take with you underwater and, uh, and these days the this, these were the crossover days yeah so mm-hmm. he probably had a pressure 70s. gauge but it was inconvenient so, to look and monitor and watch those things for well, a lot it was of people you know it was pricey to buy a new to, valve yeah you know you're not going to go get the K valve you're going to just keep it works right it's just it has but to actually be using it that makes me believe. He's not, you know, he doesn't have an SPG because yeah. he's actually using the, the valve, which is if people would keep those, they just keep them down all the time. Right. I got yeah. you. It was the extreme difficulty of breathing that forced my attention away from the rod. I had to have air. If I couldn't get it from the tank, I had to go up. I pushed hard off the bottom, but the suction of the ooze on my fins pulled at my legs like quicksand and broke the momentum of the thrust. I barely lifted off the bottom. The top half of my body cleared the cloud of sediment I had created and momentarily created the illusion of being buried to the waist. But after a few more hard kicks and swimming with my arms, I could see I was making progress. It was painfully slow since I had not compensated for reduced buoyancy at this depth. So when he's uh, when he says he's going to 100 feet, like mm-hmm. like people did back in the day, I'm going to go down to the bottom. They literally meant, I'm going down to the bottom. And yeah. here he is looking for this weight belt. <laughs> he's standing on and, the bottom. Yeah. And he's standing in the, the mucky silt of the mm-hmm. bottom, right? He is. I wonder if he's not finding it. He is yeah. two, three feet deep in muck. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Now, you, But I think we should also paint the picture here. It sounds like he doesn't have a BCD. This might be a horse collar BCD. It probably is, yes. right. So there is, it is a harness where the waist strap is very similar to a, a a weight belt buckle, probably identical, except they would, one would be right-hand release, one would be left-hand release. So that's how you would know, like, okay, I'm not letting my, my weights go. I'm taking my, I'm loosening up my harness so I could bend over or whatever. That's what I was trying to tell you, David. <laughs> well, you should have used the right hand. Surely, and when I say right, I mean correct hand, because it would be a left hand release, like we learned in Open Water One Hundred and One. 
If you paid attention, you didn't make me do your homework for you. I told you it would come back. I was glad when I looked down, but could no longer see the bottom. But I felt a flash of fear when I looked up and still could not see the surface. Could I be going sideways? Yes. All I could see were my exhaust bubbles. And, it, and that's it. Bubbles. All I had to do was follow them up. As I struggled harder, my breathing became even more difficult. A trace of panic seeped into my awareness. I was ascending so slowly, and I was no longer inhaling through the mouthpiece. I was sucking on it. Air! I had to have air! On the verge of losing control, I was thoroughly frightened. It finally occurred to me to use my BC, not to pull the emergency cord on the CO2 cartridge, but to manually exhale into it to increase my buoyancy. Hmm. I mean, he's thinking so something. He's, but, yeah, so he mm-hmm. still had, so he's not yeah, completely out. Yeah. He's not yeah. completely out of air yet, right? Mm-hmm. So this is the thing is, you know, we've mentioned before that assumption of running out of gas because you're working so hard, regulators you getting harder get to breathe gas. through. Yeah, you might here, as well be out of gas. Here he's basically drawing it to empty, right. but there's still some in there. There's right. that like little bit of a breath, a little bit of mm-hmm. a breath. It's, it's going empty as he's getting shallower. There's enough expansion of the gas that's occurring from the change in depth that he's getting a little bit of air, and he thinks, oh, I could, well, yeah. bolt, instead of exhaling these bubbles it, out into the open water, I could exhale them into the BCD to gain a little bit of right. buoyancy. And that expansion, I think, you know, just to point out, it's more of a reference to the uh, intermediate pressure over the ambient pressure. So it's not like the tank volume changes right, or anything right. like that. Yep, yep, yep. But Good the, point. Yeah, the ambient pressure decreases, so your tank is able, or your regulator is able to draw a few more breaths. Simple and logical, but it would not be simple this time. And it certainly wasn't logical. I should have been dropping my weights, but I wasn't. False pride and cold impaired judgment wouldn't let me lose more equipment on a dive that was intended to recover some. <laughs> <laughs> recover some of Shirley's. No goddamn way I'm losing two weight belts today. God, do you think he was cursing hey, out Shirley hey, in his hey, mind? Hey, Dave, what's going through your mind right now, Dave? I'm going to be dead. I'm going to be dead because of her damn weight belt. Before, right, before, I, I, before I lose two weight belts, <laughs> I, will I will die, die down to here. prove my goddamn point. We do not lose weight belts in this family. <laughs> <laughs> the Jackson family will not be responsible for a an ocean bottom full of weight belts. It goes against our creed. I could feel the blood pounding in my head as I sucked hard to fill my lungs. When I had gotten as much as I could, I quickly took the regulator out of my mouth and blew into the BC inflator mouthpiece. Then I quickly replaced my regulator and attempted to take my next breath. Nothing. But the tank was so low that I couldn't get another breath fast enough. I choked and gagged. I doubled over, clutching my empty chest and trying to control the reflex to open my mouth and gasp for more air. With my last remaining control, I grabbed for and then pulled the emergency CO2 detonator cord on my BC. My arms and legs flew out and thrashed desperately as instinct and terror sent me struggling for the surface. Pretty dramatic. Yeah. Emergency ascent from 100 feet. Ish, yeah. He uh, he's getting close. Pops the CO2 to to cork him the rest of the way. It's a fun ride. <laughs> Once it's a, it's a fun ride. Last ride of your life. Semi-conscious and wildly thrashing, I burst upon the surface. 
Charlie! <laughs> God damn you. <laughs> A delge of air attempted to force its way into my tortured lungs. I bobbed limply on the surface while choking, coughing, and spitting up. I don't know how long it was before I became aware of my wife's voice. She was <laughs> No, I must be in hell. <laughs> but all the good things I did. David! Why? David! Why? David! David! I went David! to church. David! Went to church David! every Sunday. <laughs> what the David! hell? David! I volunteered at the soup kitchen. And here I am in the Bernie place. For eternity. David! With that voice calling my name over and over and over. She was screaming. And dropping weight belts. An eternity of dropped weight belts and excuses and complaints. She was screaming my name, frantic with fear for my safety. I tried to lift my arm to signal I was okay, but I couldn't. I wasn't able to answer her when I tried either. The next sensation I had was her swimming beside me, telling me she was going to pull me to the boat. (laughs) Telling me me one of my faults. (laughs) You know, you leave that toilet seat up all the time. I asked her to wait a minute and arched my back, reached down. And dropped my my weight belt. (laughs) I then relaxed as she paddled us over to the boat and began to think about what I had risked for a weight belt, how my attitude had put my life in danger. It was then I remembered I had not kept track of my bottom time. As we reached the boat, I told her I wasn't sure if I needed to make any decompression stops. So to be safe, I should go back down as fast as possible. She scrambled into the boat and put a regulator onto our last full tank. Holding the fresh tank under my left arm, I made my way down the anchoring line to 10 and then to 20 feet. Since I didn't have a weight belt, I had to wrap my legs around the anchor line and lock my ankles to stay down. (laughs) Karma. That's a karma there. I don't know. Dave's taken a lot of brunt of this. A lot. All he wanted was the weight belt. He did not, you know. We're surely like, okay, I fucked up. You know, Dave works a long time to buy that weight belt. Nobody says. Thanks, Dave. Right, but now we can see, in hindsight, we can see where his fixation on the weight belt has got him into some trouble. But I think there's more than, I mean, really, you got to look into their marriage. There's a lot more than just the weight belt. He the weight belt is, is an excuse. Oh, oh, it's wait, just I, an excuse. So what you're saying is this was if this was just you and me as two dive buddies, Dave, you never would have made these mistakes. Yeah, basically, right, you wouldn't have gotten fixated on the. No, problem. no, we'd still go down and get the weight belt, but you, the, I would not have that voice. I would, I would have said, "God damn it!" You know what two guys would say? You fucking lost the weight belt. What the hell? And the guy would probably go. Yeah, I let it go. I was a dumbass. That's all he's looking for. That's all he's looking for is a little responsibility be taken by old Shirley, who should have spoke up in the first place. I don't like diving there. Sorry. There's where a little bit of the sorry, a little Dave. bit of the blame needs to be put. I'm sorry, Dave. I did the wrong buckle. If you go down and get it, I'll make it up to you later. See how easy that is? (laughs) (laughs) 
and we never would have had these problems. No, no. no. I'd be like, don't worry about it, honey. You owe me one. <laughs> I held tight to the line and thought how lucky I had been. I looked up and saw my wife swimming above me, peering down to check on me. I signaled I was all right, and she waved back before swimming back to the boat. I kept thinking about how frightened she had been for me. I felt so ashamed of the way I had treated her. But when he came up, he was like, oh, honey, I realized how much you care for me because you were watching me the whole time. And then she's like, well, you have the car keys in your wetsuit. I'd have been stuck here. (laughs) Well, the car key, too. When when we get back to the beach, I wouldn't have been able to go anywhere because I have a date tonight. (laughs) The time passed very slowly during decompression, but I really didn't mind. It was such a pleasure to have no greater problems than boredom, cold, and embarrassment. I thought a lot about how I had behaved and how I wanted to behave the rest of the trip. Weight belts or no weight belts, I had come very close to ruining a lot more than just a diving trip. We need epilogue. Epilogue. Dave and Shirley no longer dive together. (laughs) Dave is now a warm water traveling diver. (laughs) (laughs) Every dive Dave does from now on starts with an airplane ride to a Caribbean island. That's one way, but it doesn't sound like he is too, it doesn't sound like he's, he's too unfond of diving in the cold water. He likes it. He enjoys it. Yes, he does. So all of a sudden now he's got to change his whole world. Things he enjoys he can't do anymore. No, I I guess that's the story of uh, marriage, isn't it? (laughs) I think old Shirley lets him go diving with his buddies Oh, now. Shirley lets him, eh? <laughs> hey, why don't you go diving with your buddies? Why don't you go down to the scuba shop, meet some buddies there, go diving locally. If you want to dive with me, we'll I'm go gonna, warm. Yeah, we're gonna, yeah, when we go warm water, I'll do a couple Perfect. dives with you. Yeah, that, Perfect. That's, that's a, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You, I think that's a good point to make to, to the listeners. You know, if, yeah. if you genuinely aren't comfortable in an environment, you, you have a choice. Either you... Don't mm-hmm. dive there, or you got to put the work in mm-hmm. so that you are a responsible and reliable buddy. And you right? become comfortable. Yeah. You, you, it's all that stuff we talk about all the time, which you build some confidence through your training because your competence increases, and then your comfort, amazingly, increases. Exactly, because yeah. when you really look at it, like what kind of buddy is Shirley in this environment? I just told you what kind of buddy she was. She's not a good one, right? Because she's right. doing a... Well, she didn't want to be She's there. doing a handhold trust dive, right? right? Where, okay, I'll just go with you because you're making me go with you. But she really doesn't have the ability to take over when the oh, shit is no. hitting the fan. right? She's, yeah. she's just... Well, she doesn't like it. Yeah. She doesn't enjoy it. She's, she knows she's not equipped to do it in the sense of her training and her competence. She's uncomfortable there. Yeah. It, and which you, and is see, fine. Just say you got to admit that, right? I, yeah, I and don't that's what a lot of I think here. a lot of people out there need to hear. Mm-hmm. That is part of what makes a good dive team is no your ed- limitations. Everybody's ability to take over and get oh, everybody yeah, home yeah, yeah. if something adverse does happen. Mm-hmm. And if you're on a dive that's way beyond your means, way beyond your comfort level, way beyond your knowledge, that you're just got your fingers crossed that this person's going to take care of you the whole time mm-hmm. and, and get you down and get you home. And it's all a trust. Well, one day that's not going to work. One day that's yeah. not, yeah. One day that's not going to work. And you need mm-hmm. to scale your diving back until mm-hmm. you've got the confidence and the comfort and the knowledge and then training that if something goes wrong with this guy who's leading you, mm-hmm. you've got the ability to get everybody back. Exactly. And you know what's going on? Again, 
I'll reiterate, just having that ability and that confidence increases your comfort level. So you'll start to enjoy the diving. Well, there and you go. Like yeah. right which, here. Is the, which is the yeah. idea, right, right. what we really want at the end of the day. Which I think you see this quite often. I know I did when I was teaching more often. It would be, you know, couples would come in. Couples were like the major place you would see this was couples. One wants to be there, one not so much. One's doing it for the other one. And it didn't matter gender, whatever. Nope, definitely it, not. I've, I've seen it on both about, sides. Exactly. Definitely. So I don't want it to turn into that. It's just a one person is really wanting to do this. So the other person, and I, I get why you do it. You're like, oh, well, she wants to do this. I mean, I've done shit I didn't want to do because my wife wants to do. I'm not enjoying it, it's but I'm do. doing That's it. That's what you do. And I get it. Right. But, and, and scuba diving is another one of those things where that does happen. Mm-hmm. But we got to be careful right. with pushing those limits too far, right? Mm-hmm. And taking a scuba class so that you can dive with your spouse or your significant other is wonderful in one realm. Mm-hmm. But then taking that to 100 Different feet of water, yeah. out in the, mm-hmm. the cold, out in these adverse conditions, just to be there, just to be underwater breathing. Mm-hmm. We can see, you know, that could lead to some pretty bad situations. Right. And if you don't like it, don't, I mean, maybe don't not, do it. Just say, I don't want to participate. Yeah, right? let's go somewhere else. Yeah. You want me to dive? Let's go someplace that's uncomfortable, that I can enjoy it, mm-hmm. that's within my training and experience level. Which makes it more comfortable that for makes, me. Yeah, yeah that, that makes me a good buddy to you as well as me following you to do something that you like. Right. And I might like it too. I mean, that's yeah. the thing is she probably, she may very and then we well grow, like and then we scuba grow diving, together. Yeah. Just not that type. Yeah. So I'm with you. Well, hey, what a cool little story. That was one of the better stories in the, in the sense of the typical things that go wrong weren't like the main thing. It was more of your attitude and, and becoming fixated and the, the part of the dive before the dive where you decide where to go. Is everybody comfortable? Is everybody at this level? Is, does everybody enjoy this kind of diving? You know, all those things have to be taken into account when you dive as a team or partnered. And especially the dynamics between a husband and wife are already complicated enough. Oh, yes. Well, so you throw diving into it. Now, I know when I dive with even any of my family, I'm overly concerned with them because they don't dive often. Correct. And so, you know, and I do refreshers or whatever, but I'm still, you're, I you're, overly worry up on the surface doing normal stuff. Yeah. You're not. Uh, Much less diving. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. not going to be able to fully enjoy it because you're oh, on no, edge. I do not enjoy it. Not in the beginning dives until I, you know, we get over a little hump and I see, okay, they're good. They're more comfortable doing what they're, they haven't done in a while. And, uh, you know, run them through a little bit of a, a mini refresher. Let's go through some air sharing. Let's go through some buoyancy control exercises. Let's do. Well, that's because percent. you hold very true to, to, to your heart. The, the notion that you're not getting in the water thinking that, you can just trust me to take mm-hmm. care of everything. Right. And that's an important tenant for for divers to have that a lot of people don't do that. They're, they're, they're so used to the follow the dive master program. Nothing will go wrong. Nothing will go wrong program. Mm-hmm. That when they get out on their own on a couple of dives and they still mm-hmm. have that mentality and they just follow someone right. deeper than they should be going, and darker than they should wrong, be going. something goes wrong, they blame somebody else. Like, yeah. you know, the in, pull the dump or the... <laughs> Your BCD won't hold gas. Well, that's yeah. going to happen. You dive long enough, right. all that stuff's going to happen. You're going to lose a mask. 
it's going to break on you underwater. Your BCD is not going to inflate, or it's going to inflate and not stop, or it's not going to hold gas. Those things are going. Those are real failures that happen. They happen. They and happen. If you dive enough, it's going to happen to you. And if you, you know, if you think you're going to live in a world where in a world in a world. Where bad things never happen. <laughs> to good people. Well, what color is the sky in the world you live in? Cause yeah, ain't going to happen. And good things happen to bad people, as evidenced with me. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> On that note, hey, give me your logbook. Here. David, give me your logbook. <laughs> that was the wrong strap. <laughs> uh, surely, let me sign this. Surely, my favorite voice of yours is when you're writing. Get well soon. <laughs> Don't lose your weight, Bell. Okay, everybody. Love. We'll see you. All my love and devotion. See you next week. Safe diving, folks. I'm actually getting into the role. I'm actually, <laughs> I'm uh, like, I've been here before. <laughs> All right. The fuck? Uh, okay, take 27. <laughs> it's, it's 61, surely. 